You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Good evening, everybody. You join us on the segment, Pertinence Punctuated, and Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Shreik Maila has come to the fore. He is a Medina University graduate and alim. He's also an imam at a local musalla here in Durban known as Mahatma Gandhi Budava. But he's at the sales and also he's on many radio platforms where he serves as the Ummah with the distinction. Sheikh Shreik Maida, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh and Jazakallah Khair for joining us this evening. How are you doing? Wa alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. We're having good rains during the day today too. So we had quite a good day, alhamdulillah. May Allah be blessed for that. And uh, yes, and once again, you know, all the lies and the filth is being actually depicted. You remember a few days ago, somebody, some people were talking about the Hamas killing children, beheading them, only to be a fake story that is going to actually no, no backup or no evidence of what they're saying. So we say, Allah, that is great. There's even more to that. We actually, uh, the reporters of the uh, big uh, news channel, you know, mainstream media, actually instructing the staff to pretend like Hamas is actually attacking them, you know, shame. Allah Ta'ala is so great and is exposing everybody that's got evil eye and the one that's coming with evil thoughts, evil plans. And wamakar, wamakar, Allah, you must remember they planned and Allah did his planning as well. Allah khairul makreen. And Allah's planning and plotting became the most uh, successful one. So they can try and do what they want to do. But finally, Allah Ta'ala expose them and show them who they are. And around this part of the time, part of the time, People are waking up, or the world is waking up and understanding the plight of the Palestinians. And people are speaking out, not only Muslims, and Muslims are speaking out to say this all, if it was done accordingly, you know, in the past uh, decades, then things couldn't have been where they are now. And also, somebody also is exposed to be at the most sophisticated uh, security systems. How was it infiltrated? So it tells you that Allah is great and only Allah is who we should actually rely on. And on it, Allah, we get the proper and perfect safety shot. Yeah, it's quite plausible that uh, this could have been a setup, yeah, a setup for them to go and perpetrate murder, mayhem, and genocide. Well, Sheikh Shreemaida, you know, you uh, quoted an ayat from the Noble Quran, and we know the Quran has morals, it has lessons. You know, it includes the kindness to people and animals, charity, forgiveness, honesty, patience, justice, respecting parents and elders and keeping promises and controlling one's anger, love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, love, uh, you know, wa'athiyullah uh, wa'athiyul rasul, obeying Allah and obeying his uh, messenger and all that. And Quran, you know, gives us guidelines on what to do and what not to do. Complete code of life, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. Your thoughts? Yes, uh, you know, um, when Allah Ta'ala spoke to our Nabi Muhammad when he performed his final hajj, to say, saying that today I've actually completed and perfected your region, and also I've perfected my blessings upon you, and I'm pleased to give you Islam as a way of life. Definitely, Shaf, that was the turning point to say the Quran al-Kareem, and this deen of Allah does carry the moral compass for its followers. So which means all of us, we do our right direction, which is the Quran. And on top of that, 
we do are the correct role models going to teach us this Quran and its true meaning. As Allah has mentioned, like at Kana, and I've given you the best role model, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we always speak about it. So if you want to understand Allah and be on the better side, Allah Rasul, you obey Allah and obey his Rasul. Because his Rasul is living with you as a living example. And he's going to teach you and depict on whatsoever wrongs you're doing and show you the right way and whatsoever right you're doing, he's going to encourage you to do more because the destination of Allah is going to Jannah, inshallah. As he did mention, all of us, our Ummah, all of us Muslims, we have to go to Jannah. That is a must. You know, as Allah, as our Nabi has mentioned, to say, Kullu ummati jannah illa man aba. Everyone who is a part of my ummah is getting into Jannah, except for the one that refuses to go to Jannah. And the question was posed to Nabi Sallallahu to say, Wa man ya Rasulullah, O Nabi of Allah, who is the one who is rejecting to go to Jannah? And our Nabi Sallallahu says, Man ato'ani as Allah has commanded, whosoever obeys me, as Allah said, Ati Allah wa ati Rasul, goes to Jannah, goes against my teachings and my instructions, definitely they reject him to go to Jannah, Shah. No, absolutely, uh, Sheikh Shoei Mazen. And, you know, as you delve into the Quran and you look at the Quran, teaches us about life. And, you know, Islam teaches us uh, that our very existence, uh, Sheikh Shoei Mazen, is a temporary. In fact, uh, the, you know, when you look at this dunya, uh, which is... Uh, the, I, I mean, you're a master in Arabic. Dunya uh, means a temporary world. The word uh, dunya also means a temporary, remembering uh, this fact that, uh, you know, we are here for a short while. And uh, But, uh, you know, we tend to forget very quickly that we start making these big concrete jungles and we're investing here and we say we're going to do this and that. But how quickly man forgets that he's only going to be here for a short while. Why does he forget so quickly, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Shaf, uh, what you speak is a very big valid point when it comes to us insan or human beings. You see, the moment you start forgetting Allah Ta'ala and your boundaries, your boundaries that Allah set for you, then definitely you actually start uh, going building all these big walls, big mansions and the rest of that because you have forgotten. And you must remember, the moment you forget Allah Ta'ala, as it happened before, Allah has warned us, don't be like those people in the past that forgot Allah and he made them forget their own selves. So this is where we're heading to. If we forget Allah, he makes us forget our own selves. And talking about the temporary arrangements of this dunya, Shaf Allah has mentioned about that. Each and every evening, so shall have a taste of death. And you be a fulfilled the rewards on the day of Qiyamah, you know. If you get saved from Jahannam and get into accommodation into Jannah, then that will be the best prosperity. And Allah has mentioned, as you've mentioned. You know, there's nothing in this life that we have except only a short lifespan, which is temporary, which has got no guarantees in that. You know, even as you said, you know, we forget that we're even strangers. You know, and Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned about that, Shaf, again, he says, Being in this dunya as if you're a gharib, a stranger, or somebody who's just passing by. What is the meaning of that? If you're a stranger, you make sure you abide to the rules and regulations of the place where you're in because you're a stranger, you don't know anybody. What you know is in that place and you have to abide with the rules. If they say at 8 o'clock no one is going out or we don't put the stove on, we don't put the lights on in this city, definitely you have to accept, you have to abide with it without even asking questions because simply you're a stranger 
and you're just somebody who's passing by. So you make you do things right because you don't want to be held in a position where you know your other bookings are confirmed for the next three hours or five hours. You want to abide with that. So definitely, Shab, when we forget our own selves, then Allah makes us forget our forget us, forget us. And once we forget us, then we forget that you know this life is got no guarantees, and we think that we own it all and think that we're in charge of this life and we're in charge of this dunya. And that's where things start going wrong, Shaykh. Hey, uh, Shaykh. And also, you know, you look at the Noble Quran. And the Quran, uh, Shaykh, Shoy Maida, is uh, always emphasizing the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the importance of faith and uh, the concept of uh, monotheism. It also, uh, you know, outlines the purpose of uh, human existence, which is uh, to obey and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran provides guidance on, you know, moral values such as honesty, justice, kindness, and compassion. And uh, the bottom line is every prophet that came, alayhi uh, salam, to this uh, dunya came with the purpose of la ilaha illallah. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the prophet of the time uh, you know, came, uh, came through. And, uh, you know, that's the philosophy of the Quran. La ilaha illallah. There's no God, but one God, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida. No, no, definitely, you know, you look at the sending of Nabi Muhammad there was actually a true purpose for that. It was actually to encompass the knowledge of all the Ambiya that came before and make one super uh, moral backed up religion, which is the deen of Islam. You know, a lot has mentioned about within time, Mesa as one, Rahmat, all of us. You know, he says, uh, uh, We've not sent you except only to shower mercy to the entire a universe and all that lives in it. You know, that was the reason for Nabi Sallallahu to be sent to us. And yes, there is a lot of teaching that we have to learn from Nabi Sallallahu After learning from Allah Ta'ala what he says to us, and definitely, Shab, if we abide to those rules and regulations that Allah has given us, definitely we don't have no problem. You know, uh, understanding that Allah Ta'ala wants us to be honest and wants us to be good uh, with one another, even be the truth, uh, truthful ones. As you said earlier, when he says, you know, Allah Ta'ala says, be always on the honest part, speak the truth. Even if the truth is against you, that you've done something, that I care to pick you up, you have to be in that place because once you do that, it shows you a bigger person and people will trust you in the sense that you're not hiding, you're not depicting certain things and uh, keeping some but you actually speaking i'm saying what i am the one that is wrong and definitely what i did is wrong this is not what's supposed to be done that is what the dean of allah wants us to be and once we are like that definitely we are the leaders you must remember shaf we are the best you know that allah has created at this moment in time that you are best the best of generations that allah created made as a good an example for mankind so we enjoy what is good and forbid what is wrong but we have faith in allah definitely that is the main purpose and the sole reason why here as we said to worship allah and to abide and live by the commands of allah Yes, sir, Sheikh Shoyamayda, you know, brilliant indeed. And the basic, uh, you know, Islamic concept is that the whole uh, universe was created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whom, uh, you, know, uh, is, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, really, you can look within yourself and look around you, you see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the uh, sovereign of the universe, uh, why, which he alone sustains. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains it. And he created a man and appointed for each human being a fixed period of life that he is to spend upon this earth, but for the, of the purpose and for the purpose 
of identifying and getting to know his maker, his creator, his sustainer, Sheikh? No, no, definitely no, Sharp. As you said, Allah Ta'ala is so great, Sharp, uh, that he created us and there's a lot of signs around that. You know, we give ourselves a good example, Sharp. Uh, we breathe in um, oxygen and we take out carbon dioxide. And Lauta has created something equivalent to that which are trees that are around us. You know, that we cut them sometimes, you know, aimlessly, not knowing what we're bringing down. You know, remember the tree takes out uh, oxygen and picks in carbon dioxide. So you look at the balance they have. When you take out carbon dioxide, the tree is pulling that. Say, mashallah, you bring something good for me. At the same time, it gives you oxygen. You say, Mashallah, this is what I need for my livelihood, for my livelihood, to have actually some kind of fresh air. So you got all that, Shaf. We got the seas, we got the mountains, you know, we got the clouds in the heaven, we got, uh, you know, all this. When you look up the sky, you see the big roof that is got no pillars, and yet our small house did five, six, eight, nine pillars for it actually uh, to stand strong and to stand firm so that there won't be no problems. But yet there's that big roof above us that doesn't have anything else. You know, really, if you look at all that, it tells you how great Allah Ta'ala is. And I mean, uh, uh, we always say that. And on which of the signs, you know, the greatest of Allah do we deny in this case? Because everything is there. Even for us to be breathing, you've got some people, Shaf, if you take a walk in the hospitals, you find somebody who cannot breathe normally. You know, they'll need the life-supporting machine to breathe, and yet you and I were breathing normal. And you go sometimes out, you see people that need crutches for them to walk. And we've got both legs walking. You know, I mean, uh, that is one of the signs of Allah to say he's great. So definitely let's do things right knowing that Allah has given us all the signs for us to see how great is. At certain times, we must say we might not be able to see. But obviously, if you have your eyes that you can see, there is a lot of signs that you could see and say, SubhanAllah, how did Allah create all this? Oh, did Allah create all this just for fun or for no reason? No, he created for the reason that you and I, when we see it, we must glorify him and say, you know, see how Allah created. And I mean, what ma what a master uh, is Allah Ta'ala is, you know, if you look at all these uh, signs that are around us, Shaykh. Ah, beautiful indeed, uh, Shaykh Shoaib Maida, that ayat and the refrain of the uh, noble Quran, So which is it of the favors of your Lord would you deny? Urdu mein kete hai, Shaykh Shoaib Maida, kis kis nemeti apki rabki jutlaoge I know you speak very good Urdu, but Alhamdulillah, beautiful ayat of the Noble Quran reminding you that. Yeah. Well done, Sheikh Shoy Maida. You know, Allahu Akbar, really enjoy your company. Now, you know, we must, Sheikh Shoy Maida, we must love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than our life, family, and other worldly things. Uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's telling us in the Noble Quran, man and jinn are created for nothing except to worship and serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our uh, priority is to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with good intentions, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. No, no, definitely. As you just said now, it's uh, the end of the Noble Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Where Allah Ta'ala says it openly to say, I did not create mankind and jinnat for nothing, but there was one good reason so that they worship me. So in that case, there is actually two uh, sets that are put forward. So when they worship me, they got jannah. If they do not worship me, the jannah, I'm waiting for them. So these are the sole reasons why Allah Ta'ala created us, definitely. So we need to find out what does it mean 
you know, for us to worship Allah. Uh, sometimes we think, okay, maybe going for salah is enough for me. I'm worshiping Allah. Yes, that is the key for you to go to Jannah, but there's more to ibadah than only reading salah. You know, you cannot be reading salah without wudu or without tahara. Then that means the salah is not accepted. So conditions must be met in order for you to do that. And then also to understand the concept of salah itself. Because Allah says, that we need to understand the main concept of salah is that it must forbid the person that is reading salah from doing evil and shameful activities. So salah is, in, is, is, is intact if it stops us from doing shameful and evil activities. You look on Abisha Sallam, it's like a, a kind of purifying ourselves, you know, self-cleansing when it comes to salah itself. You know, he gives a hadith, he says, uh, giving an example of somebody who's got a, uh, actually a river or, or a stream running by his door every day. And I mean, it takes a bath five times every day for that stream. From any part in the morning before the sun rises, that's Fajr. And you know, then uh, Zohar, then Asr, and Maghrib, and then before he goes off to sleep, he, he shall, after he, he finishes, he, he has a bath, he goes to sleep. And Abhi Sosa asked a question, do you think there will be any impurities left on this person's body after bathing five times? You know, definitely there won't be no impurities. So the same salah is actually the key that's there to purify us. And basically, is to obey Allah and understand we hear for ibadat and salah. is just another token that gives us the key for our good actions, which are ibadat for us to get to Jannah is and have our door open. And we are actually manufacturing our good key for us to go to Jannah if we're reading our salah. But if we not reading our salah and we're doing everything right, definitely there won't be a place for us to Jannah because you don't have no keys to get into your destination, Shah. Yeah, Shaykh, yeah, sure, but I agree there. And you know, in Islam, uh, life is a sacred and one of the greatest gifts that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is his, uh, you know, the faculty of reasoning, of choice and so forth, and, and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every moment of our life has great value and is irreversible, Shaykh Shaykh Therefore, you know, it must be appreciated and protected, even if it has, you know, sometimes a person is losing, he's in despair, his quality is poor, but he must never lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He shouldn't be despairing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pick him up and Allah is off for giving most merciful, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Yes, Chef, you know, this is actually quite, uh, we can call it a straightforward, tricky uh, kind of situation. I mean, human beings are like that sometimes, you know, in totality. You know, when you're getting good things at that very moment, everything is going well. Then we're happy, Alhamdulillah, everything is fine. But the moment things are going down, then we start actually thinking of a lot of things. You know, why is it like this? And Allah does not love me. I'm trying by all means to read Salah and to do this, but nothing is being accepted for me. As you said, you know, he's, he's forgetting that Allah knows what is the right time. So there's the time that Allah would want to pick you up. And there's the time he wants to drop you down just to see if you appreciate and know that all good things come from Allah and all bad things sometimes it's more because of our dealings that actually brings misfortune to our lives you know I mean as mentioned on that note you know if you go start helping people running charitable organizations and doing right things Allah is going to be on you and if you start going robbing people conning people what happens after that people start looking, looking for you and you get in trouble you have to be hiding all the time because simply that is actually uh, the pattern of life. So if you do good, you get always good. So you have to be good all the time. Allah has mentioned, there's no reward for goodness except for getting goodness. So every time, try and do good and we do righteous and definitely 
Allah's baraka is always near. There, as he mentioned, in the rahmat Allah, qaribun min al Definitely, you know, without doubt, the mercy and the baraka and the rahmah of Allah is very close to those that are close to Allah in deeds and actually in mind as well, thinking as smart and also doing things smart, not because things are going tough and then start thinking of suicide and the issue that start criticizing the dean and think maybe if I go to the Naswaras, I'll get help. Sometimes people get into that desperation. So, I mean, you're testing Allah Ta'ala, you know. If you do that, Allah will let you go more down. So you go to those Naswaras, then at the end of the day, you become a mortar. You leave the dean. Allah will send you to do that. But if you sit back, as you said, Shab, and say, you know what, Allah is there and definitely there is a good reason. And you make the say, Allah, I know that you understand my situation where I am in. And I know through you I can overcome this situation. And through your help, I'll go through this and get it right. Definitely Allah is there in front of us. And Allah is there actually to accept us and actually show us and guide us to us what is right and also to the good way, Shah. Yeah, well said the Sheikh Shoyimaida. And you know, when you look at the uh, Quran, uh, it encourages people to contemplate and think for themselves, uh, Sheikh Shoyimaida. And uh, the Quran discourages blindly following ancestral ways and, uh, you know, the religious uh, um, uh, things of the past. And you know how people were fighting and doing this. And uh, I know whether in our history, where they. Uh, the, the kings uh, used to, you know, try and buy off scholars, and there were certain scholars that never sold, uh, you know, their uh, deen for a trifling price or for uh, the, uh, you know, never sold the akhirah, but they stood, uh, stood uh, you know, firm to what they believed in, you know, firmly from the noble Quran, and they didn't even mind going to prison for that. So the Quran promotes, uh, you know, uh, us to be very, very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, to be careful of those that will take us away from the truth and the true preaching of the Quran, uh, Sheikh Shoyimaida. No, definitely, Shaf. I'll start with what you said. You know, the Dean teaches us, the Quran teaches to be contemplating. And, you know, sometimes you sit and think uh, wise about how things work, you know. And I mean, once you start doing that again, it moves you to a different phase of life where you become a close friend to Allah Ta'ala. You know, look at Ibrahim Shaf. Every day he saw the moon, he saw the sun, you know, he saw the stars. It was just one of those things, uh, you know, every day. But one specific day he started thinking about them in a different angle just to realize and to understand actually who created all these structures that are there. And at one moment he looked at the sun and thought, no, this could be huge. Because, I mean, it gives light during the day you can see far out. So it could be this one. But now when it fades out, the moon takes it and maybe this one is better because this one also is taking over after this, and seeing the stars, and now finally seeing the circles they take, that one disappears at a certain circle, and another one will disappear. He looked at them and said, no, there could be one supreme being that has created this uh, and uh, making them alternate like that. And then he came to realize there was a law to Allah. So that is about uh, sitting and thinking and pondering about Allah's creation sometimes gives a lot of uh, meaning to your life. But uh, not just to see things just the way you see it and, and just, you know, this is one of those things. So we need to start contemplating about things and also, you know, having a clear conscience every day when you wake up. And remember, Shab, the key factor in life is, uh, you know, don't actually uh, think of doing something on the following day or planning of doing things and you don't mention unless then because then that's a cause for disappointment. But if you plan to do anything and you say, inshallah, Allah willing, I'd like to do this. And then if it doesn't come up, you're still happy because you know 
My intention was to do it and I say, if Allah wills. And Allah, it was in Allah's willing that I, it was not in Allah's will that I, I, I actually I achieved this goal that I was looking for. So Alhamdulillah for that. You know, as we say, Alhamdulillah, Muslims, at any condition, Alhamdulillah, definitely we will never have an issue. You know, remember uh, that hadith of Nabi Sallallahu what says, you know, how amazing is a, a pattern life, a pattern of uh, uh, life uh, style for a, a believer, you know, whenever he's in good times, and Allah is giving him a lot of bounties and he looks up and says, Alhamdulillah, it becomes good for him. And whenever he's sitting in difficulties and he looks up and says, Ya Allah, I'm in difficulty, but Alhamdulillah, I got you. And I know you can help me to go through all these things. It's also good for a person like that. So you see, if we have a balanced life where we know that everything happens through the will of Allah, we'll never go wrong in our lives because we know exactly if I don't achieve that is because Allah didn't want to achieve it or it's no time for me to achieve it. So let me wait until when the right time is there. And if it's meant for me, definitely it will come. But if it's not meant, I'll have to go meet Allah and I'm sure it's going to get to me when I get that side shot. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. You know, uh, you know, there's something about the Quran. The Quran is so special, yeah, Sheikh, that, you know, it's uh, preserved in the language of Arabic. I mean, you go to China, that uh, the, the, the Surah Fatiha has to be uh, read in Arabic, and he'll read it uh, fluently. You'll go to Timbuktu, you'll find the Muslim there reading uh, Surah Fatiha perfectly. No matter where you go, wherever there is a Muslim in any part of the world, but the Quran in Arabic has to be read, and Allah has made that... Uh, that language easy on the tongue for everyone so that uh, you know allah says i made the quran easy to remember will there uh, is there anyone that will remember and you know as you said uh, you know uh, in, it's, it's uh, arabic is the islamic uh, uh, sacred text is in arabic and it is believed uh, Sheikh Maida, that the quran enshrines the literal word of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that it was revealed to our nabi sallallahu by none other than uh, jibreel alayhi salam Maida are talking about the special uh, book that the Quran is, and it is so special. Perhaps you could add uh, some of your thoughts. You know, Shaf, uh, you know, it tells you that you and I are blessed to be Muslims. You know, it's only one religion that have the same setup of Salah throughout the entire universe, whether in North Pole or South Pole, when it comes to Salah, the same set and the same kind of language is Islam, Shaf. You look, as you said, you know, uh, it's being given us to you. Uh, in Arabic, you know, where all the salahs are read in Arabic until uh, from Allahu Akbar to Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. So he tells you that, you know, Allah has chosen this deen, you know, to be his and has chosen the religion and the, the, actually the language that is very easy to grasp or that very easy to understand, uh, which is Arabic, you know. Imagine you had actually, uh, you, you know, you, you, you go to other parts of the world if you're uh, not a Muslim, you go to China, you don't understand anything, start talking. And I mean, what would you understand? You know, I may be sitting there looking like your mouth wide open and say, what am I going to start from here? But no, you don't. You are not lost. Wherever, wherever you go, you find your brothers and sisters there. And uh, this is what the first thing that Islam did to us, and who, you know, made us uh, brothers, you know, through the blessing and the mercy of Allah, we actually became brothers, you know. So in that way, there must be a brotherly language that could be spoken globally when it comes to worship of Allah, which is Arabic language that Allah suited for that, which is a simple language, as we said, Shaf. Anybody with a Chinese, with a European guy, with a black guy can memorize the Quran just like that without issues. But the other books is a problem, Shaf. Yeah, absolutely. Well said there, Sheikh Shoy Maida, and, uh, you know, bless you for that. And, you know, the Quranic t- 
teachings has influenced Muslim cultures and it's a uh, references to the learning education observation and the use of uh, uh, you know reason stimulated Muslims to pursue uh, knowledge in many fields we know we were the leaders of uh, you know in, in sciences algorithms you and I having this uh, conversation that was an invention of a Muslim and so forth and if you look at uh, you know when Islam uh, you know really uh, melted the hearts of different types of people and different types of grouping they became so powerful that uh, you know in the uh, speech in the mannerism they acquainted uh, with the you know a lot of uh, dignity when they accepted Islam uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida perhaps your thoughts on that and uh, perhaps your parting words also you know Shaf, what you said that's exactly what happened and still happening now you look at the Quran itself Shaf, it's the book of education and i mean it's got everything from uh, physics biology geography history you know mention anything you want to know is in the Quran so that's why when the people accepted and understood the Quran they became very noble and respectful people because they understood and you know got it to say this is a different book as you said earlier on you know that Allah Ta'ala did send through Jibreel not a human being Jibreel to teach it to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to bring it to the a universe where actually we have to gasp from him and learn and once we gasp and learn from what is in the book of Allah Ta'ala we become noble people and we become honorable people because everything is there our daily living is there life before us is there current life is there and life after this life is there so definitely Ta'ala we are a blessed ummah with the Quran which is a book of guidance as I said the book that Allah kept in a preserved text you know Lawhul Mahfuz and sent it to Nabi Sallam to guide us and teach us and show us the right way and may Allah to bless us and also grant us the ability inshallah to have time for our Quran so that we understand the instruction and the message that Allah is good there for us inshallah inshallah shaykh you're going to have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead we'll talk to you soon assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yes, sir, people, don't go anywhere. When you get back, uh, Morana Sanim Karima will be joining us.